someone big. We're talking about the maker of the, the whole creation, the one that is on top of, of all articles of life on all the systems, the one that is beyond this world. He chose us as a nation and chose us as individuals to, to really interact with us, to really bring us into the secret of all things, really to share his essence and his being with us, to be his people of secret. And he is revealing his secrets to us whispering them to us through our souls to every individual from within is revealing his heart when emotions and feelings and understandings are appearing to your awareness to your mind that is the voice of the maker talking to you and hinting you which direction you should take when you're facing the bookcase and suddenly there is a book that is like calling you it's not, not his blue color or brown cover that calls you it's the spiritual content it's the holy sparks that are within that are communicating with you and your ability to sense them is only because that you have a godly soul if you would be an earthen creation you wouldn't sense that like a regular and books to her in places to scratch back or places to nicely she will find things that will feed and nurture and satisfy her as an animal but you as a human being that you're a very elevated creation you have the ability to sense with more than your need to scratch your back or your desire to fill your tummy. Your wisdom is way beyond because inside of you treasured a godly soul. And that godly soul is in 100% source that is the maker of the universe. And create or the maker is not that he's the ruler and controller of the world the maker is can express his compassion and his unconditional love to all the systems that are underneath him that depends on him he's an influencer is a loving source of endless kindness. And when you relate and connect yourself to your source, that's exactly the natures that are rising above the surface, and that becomes you. 
How will you know that you are close to God when the qualities of God are being expressed through you, that you are much more sensitive, that you became much more loving, that you care for more people and for people in more situations, that you're able to sense people's needs, people's feelings, that you have compassion, that you want to help, that your desire to complete and to assist and to build are getting stronger and stronger by the day. That's the strongest evidence of them all, that you came closer to the Maker. Because in each day, the Maker is renewing the world with His good actions. He's rising the sun, and He's blowing the wind, and He's sending the, the, the waves of water to wash the shore, and He is watering the gardens, and He's making the animal run in the forests and in the fields. And he puts minds and ideas and visions in the minds of people for them to go and search and explore and learn and develop and grow. So in each day, he is renewing the tasks. He is refreshing the missions. So if you find yourself that you are being refreshed, that you're also being upgraded from one day to the next, that your passion is growing and you're your awesome understanding about the maker is growing and that you just want to learn more and more, even if it's an endless, um, never-ending story, never-ending um, task, your passion and your desire to explore more and to find more is showing that the nature of the maker is set within you, is being expressed through you. And this is the highest level of serving the maker. The highest level that you make your shape equal to his, that you nullify yourself completely to him by making his will your will and nullifying your will to his divine one. You're throwing all your selfish will, all your desires and if your fears, things that once were setting your path and were guiding you and forcing you to certain things, now, after coming closer to the Maker and understanding and sensing and feeling that life has more to give and that you have more power, now when you realize that, you're overpowering your inclinations and you allow your soul to lead you into the unknown, onto places that you never explored, onto levels and spiritual dimensions that, that you were never aware of, of their existence at all. Today, you hope and you imagine certain things that are being painted and being imagined, being visualized in the set of tools of your mind. But tomorrow, when your mind will expand and your inner circles will grow and your spiritual shape will get wider, then your desires and hopes and your visions and deep understandings will also expand. Then you will start desiring things that you couldn't even imagine that those things exist yesterday. 
so that tomorrow will bring you to higher elevations, to higher desires, places that you never even imagined. So think for a second about the redemption time, that in redemption time, we're going to experience 1,000 years of elevation. In 1,000 years of spiritual elevation with no effect of evil inclination, with no more pain, with no more obstacles, with no more sorrow, with no more fear from death, with no more death, only of spiritual growth and expanding and prosperity and bounty with no limits and ends, think to which levels a person will reach. Like, you, we, we cannot even, like, imagine. We cannot even think, of, oh, we're going to fly. Okay, that's you're going to achieve on the second day or maybe on the first. Like, if today you're dreaming about flying, so on the day of redemption, you're going to fly because your dreams will come true. Okay, so now you fly. Now, in the second day, flying won't be such an excitement anymore. Okay, you're going to want to fly higher. Okay, that's the second day. So you're going to fly more. Okay, third day. You're not so much into flying anymore. Everything like 3D, 5D, 7D, 9D, D9. It's like you're going to fly onto places that are beyond your imagination today. Your imagination today is limited to the world of concepts that are blocking you, that are surrounding you. So if a person wants to grow spiritually, he needs to set himself free from his desires from his passion, from his goals. Oh, no, I want to do this. Oh, no, I want to do that. I want to accomplish this. <laughs> That's how you limit yourself. That's how you block yourself. By limiting yourself to your desires, you're limiting your dreams. You're not allowing yourself to dream on true happiness because that is a very limited happiness. Oh, yeah, but it's satisfying me. Yeah, for now. But do you know what's going to happen tomorrow when you're going to fetch that? They give you 100, you want 200. They're going to give you 200, then you want 4. They're going to give you 400, you want 8. They're going to give you 8, you want 16, and then you're jumping to 32, and then 64. Like, it's flying high, and it can be from one day to the next. So just by limiting yourself to that amount, that your desire will be set to certain goals, by that you're already limiting your Ability to perceive, to receive an inner access to infinity. An inner access to infinity is with no boundaries. The connection to, to people is through things. Partners in the same house are going to have one door, one lock, maybe two pairs of keys. They're going to sleep in one or two beds. They're going to have a living room sofa and maybe going to have some kitchen chairs. Great. They're limited. But when the connection is not based on physicality, so then love does not have no boundaries. Love does have no limits. And when a person is connecting himself, let's say, now you want to learn Torah. Okay, great. You catch a book. Amazing. This book has... 308 pages, wonderful. In each page, it has like so-and-so words. In each word, there are around four or five letters. Each, okay, like, so in total, you have around like thousands and thousands of, of vowels. That So, okay, those thousands of vowels, those 
hundreds of, of words, thousands of words. That's what this book contains? No. This book contains ideas. This book contains concepts. This book contains jumping boards, bridges to the unknown, gates into infinity, options for you to explore and to fly with the power of your imagination to destinies that were never explored before. Where is it all written? Between the lines. Between the lines. In the place that you allow yourself to learn. In the place that you allow yourself to free your mind from the written words into the world of your own freedom, of your own imagination, to allow yourself to set free. And that is the real secret of redemption, that on the time of redemption, Hashem is saying, I'm going to set you free into a place of complete freedom that you never explored before, that you never felt before. Not just to release the slaves from slavery, to release you from your fears. He's going to bring us to a place of complete freedom. The word draw, that it's by the name, by the way, my name, that name draw is not only freedom. It's kind of inner freedom. It's like the 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 sparrow bird, the true sparrow bird in Hebrew is called Tzipor Dror. And the Gemara is explaining why the sparrow bird is called Tzipor Dror, freedom bird. Why is it called after her freedom? Because she cannot live in a cage, in captivity. She cannot. Why? The Gemara is explaining more. Because she makes any place her home, the field and your barn. Like no matter where she is at, she's free. That's her nature. The free bird, the sparrow, true sparrow bird, her nature is to make the field her home. Your barn, her home. Your house, if she entered, she feels home. Like she's flying. She wants to feel free. No matter where she's at. And if you catch that free bird and you put her into a cage, she will die. Because it's not home when you're captive, when you're locked. And even in a relationship, one can be locked. You can be locked in the mind of your partner. If your partner is suffering from fears, if your partner is suffering from like any kind of, of, of childhood trauma that he's like afraid to move, you have people that are afraid to go out of their houses. They're afraid to work. They're afraid to meet people. Now you're a free bird. You feel like flying. You want to meet people. You want to go and talk and explore the world. In a relationship like that, you might find yourself tied. So the relationship can free you and the relationship can hunt you down. The question is who you are in that relationship. Do you have the power to set that person free and to allow him by trust, by your self-confidence, by your enormous love that you're going to share with him, by using that godly particle of your neshama, of your soul, that is a godly creating power. Will you be able to create a path for him to set himself free from his inner prison 
or that you will fall into his mind traps and you will share the cell with him. To share the cell with him is not relationship. It's self-punishment. If you are bringing yourself down into another person's prison, you're not setting him free, that's definitely. And you're also making him the reason for you living your life in prison. So it's like you make him a villain. You make him evil. You made him be the reason why you suffer. That was not his will. He was looking in you for his salvation. He wanted you to set him free. If you're able to do so, welcome to the relationship. Go do your job. Set your friend free. But if you're not able to do so, so don't send yourself down to the dungeons of sadness and depression that won't do no good, not to you and not to your partner. Our relationship with the maker of the universe is exactly the same. If you are planning to take the maker into the dungeons of your life and to force him to play inside your circles of fear and terror, so Hashem doesn't want that. Hashem wants you to rise with him into places that are beyond your imagination. Hashem wants to set you free. So don't be that one to pull him down into your bitterness, into your depression, because it's a very easy thing to pull the maker because the maker is very humble. The maker will listen to you and will do whatever you want. But he really wants for you to be able to listen to him. And not that he will have to listen to you. Because your mind is not the elevated one. Your mind is the one that is in need. You're suffering from pain, from anxieties, from pressure, from depression. You're the one that is lack of knowledge. So by forcing your opinion on him, telling him what needs to be done and how you want him to be your God and your maker, you're limiting his ability to help you. So we need to free our minds from our own limitations, from our own fears. And the way to do so is through a lot, a lot of inner observation and meditation and hitbodedut, self-individual prayer, conversation with the maker, conversation that is mainly an honest conversation between you to yourself on who you are, on what you do, on what your purpose is, on how you found yourself in this situation and in that, and really to open up things. That's the essence and the power of relationship that people are learning to communicate and to talk. Instead of getting into corners and arguing and fighting and to take any pain and to discuss it and to say, I feel this, I feel that. What do you feel about it? And not to force our opinions. Because when you friend, instead of freeing yourself, it's just going to be more occupied. Just more crowded. 
just gonna have less air while just crowded can't breathe how will a person do that first of all you should want that with all your heart you need to want it many people are choosing compromising life many people are forcing themselves into embarrassing places places that they cannot grow places that they cannot achieve places where they will most likely find themselves going into sadness into depression and they're compromising on that they're saying okay that's life that's the kind of house i have that's my ability that's my financial ability that's the partner that i found and on and on it's not true not that you need now to okay i'm going to divorce my wife i'm going to divorce my husband i'm going to find someone better you might find yourself all alone that no one will want you no one will take you that no one will want to spend a minute with you like you no one told you that now after you're going to throw someone's life down the drain, you will become the most wanted bargain in the world. Like no one said that. The freedom is not by setting yourself free from a person. It's by setting yourself free from your own limits. You might be much more successful with your husband but freeing yourself from limiting your husband stop holding him back from fulfilling his dreams it might be that if you will allow your husband to be more free to choose and to find and search and explore he will take you also he will be able to share with you certain experiences that you would never experience without him to free yourself inside the relationship is the secret, not outside of the relationship. Not to free yourself from the relationship. The relationship is not the problem. The problem is where the mind is at. We need to free our minds. You need to free yourself from your fears. So first of all, if you want to free yourself from your fears, you need to confront your fears. You need to admit that those are your fears that those are not your friends, that the reason why they are your friends is because that those are your fears, that you're afraid that you won't have friends, so you chose those to be your friends, that those are your parents, not because that those are your parents, because that those are your fears, and you're limiting yourself to this crooked relationship with your parents because that you are afraid and when you recognize your fears, you can start working on them to set yourself free from them. Because they're also not enjoying hostile your life and holding you down. It's also a pain for them. But you need to set them free by setting yourself free from them. When you recognize a lacking, when you recognize a pain, when you recognize a fear, it's time to look at that pain, to observe, to recognize it, and then to set it free. To look at that part of your life and to say, I don't want to spend my life in that way anymore. I don't want to be afraid anymore. And then to do what that your inner mind will tell you to do, to count on your inner intuition, to count on your vo the voice of your soul. 
if for an example you have an abusive brother someone that is always taking you down always insulting you always judging you always criticizing you so now you used to for an example i'm giving bringing an example one out of trillions that that we can bring let's say that when he's mocking you when he's stepping on your toes when he's making you feel uncomfortable with yourself so you used to shrink yourself you put yourself into that position as well you allow him to make some jokes once in a while you say yeah whatever you explode on him a little bit also like a joke here a joke there but like in an average of one to ten so like on any ten jokes that he makes on you criticism cutting you explaining you judging you and on once in a while you say like a small comment but as well being very cautious, very careful not to hurt his feelings, that he won't go completely angry on you, right? So like go Brooklyn on you. So in that situation that you find yourself under that pressure, under that stress, you need to recognize that and to say to yourself, okay, now it's that situation that I don't want to be in anymore like i'm not enjoying those if you're going to say now i don't i'm not enjoy, i'm not appreciating those jokes that's a recipe for a catastrophe like it's it's going to explode right like it's it's going to bring massive attacks like no one will agree with you your mother will also attack you all the energy will be turned against you you caused the fight so okay you cannot talk now i understand the situation is that you cannot talk yet but the fact that you cannot talk because you're not strong enough does not mean that you cannot change that you cannot take yourself out of that equation out of that prison free yourself set your mind free explain to yourself i don't want to be part of this thing and then set yourself free look how poor they are you're not judging them just recognizing the pattern of their prison that was one moment ago your prison as well you were all cell partners you were all spending time together in the same prison of your family of your office of your work of your company of of your friendship in a bar like whatever people are meeting hey dog hey bitch like what's that like that's not a relationship like that's how people meet like it's not supposed to be that way we're not supposed to take ourselves down one after the, that's not the way things supposed to work it's not a relationship if there is so much poison so much toxic energy in the air you need to take one step in your awareness you don't need to make no changes i promise to you after a while they will not want you in their company anymore you are just disturbing their energy when you became an outsider from the inner side of your mind you're not relating to the relation you're not attached to the relationship anymore you're not part of this emotional energy circle you're not transferring the information and the stress and the energy of fear anymore you're not part of 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 that mess you just take one step back and you just like 
look, I, I'm suffering here. I don't want to suffer. Think. Think those thoughts. And then set yourself free. How? Connect yourself to the, to the inner connection through your soul to your higher entity, to your true self, to the maker. Connect yourself to yourself from within. Breathe. Ask yourself, okay, what do I really want to do? What, where really I want to be? What really I want to express now? And then do that. And then you're not part of the conversation anymore. And even if they're going to tell you, what, you don't have anything to say? Like, why? Haven't you heard what we just said? You say, no, I was thinking about something else. You already cut the energy and you broke the circle and the electricity is not electrifying you anymore and not taking you, not consuming you. You're out. You became an outsider to that relationship. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be lonely now. Now you're open for new relationships. Now you're open to new developments. Now you're able to recognize the good points in your siblings, in your friends, in your partners. You will be able to say, but you know, I was thinking about that vacation. Why won't you go that place again? You're going to come now with a total different energy, even with the same people in the same room, one moment after they were mocking you, suddenly you're going to bring a new vibe, a new energy, because you are not the same person that you were one moment ago. And it depends on your decision to change your mindset from being a slave to toxic energy and to nullify yourself to the divine will of the maker to set you free from prisons of physicality, lower in frequency prisons that are locking you down. There are emotional uh, prisons. There are spiritual prisons as well. A person can imagine to himself that he's a very spiritual person. And in reality, he's closer to a dog than to an angel. In reality in his needs, in his uh, temper, in his desires, in, in, in his nature. He will be closer to a nature of a dog than to an angel. And he's a mentor and a speaker and a teacher and an influencer and on. And he's full of rage, full of anger, full of darkness. That person is not even close to spirituality by far. Like human spirituality... Are, are radically different, like opposites. So he can be a prisoner in a fake world of spirituality, meditating each day, doing it bodhidut every day, reading Tehillim every day, whatever, like imagining that he is a spiritual guide, yoga, whatever, like. And while being so sick, like losing his mind in 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 a world of darkness that is consuming him, that is eating him alive. Now, if he will not recognize his embarrassments, if he will not recognize his lackings, he will always stay trapped in that place. The trigger for that change is your will. No one can light the inspiration within you in a way that will stick if not your 
own self pushing and pumping that inner change that you desire. No one can convince you to change. You can heal thousands and thousands of hours of inspirational Torah that will not change you in a breath of a hair. But in the moment that you will decide to take your life seriously, to go out of your patterns and to stop, stop beating up yourself and hating yourself and limiting yourself to your own prisons, to your own dungeons, of depression and low self-esteem. When you will decide to make that change, you already have been changed. Your path is already shifted to higher levels. You're already not there anymore. And the energy will not be the same. If you see that the energy is the same, if you see that things are happening in patterns, they're coming over and over into your life and they look the same, it's time for inner change. It's not time to change friends. Same pattern will take place with the next company as well, with the next relationship as well. People think, oh, no, she's not a good wife enough for me. I'm going to find a better wife. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. The next one will come so super improved that you won't have no way out. The next relationship will close you down in such ways that you will be so humiliated, so hurt to the bottom, to the rock of your being that you won't be able to, oh man, that hurts. It's only because you have not set yourself free from your own low self-esteem that you're allowing people to walk all over you, to hold you as second and not to appreciate your greatness and your power and your beauty and if people does not want to appreciate your beauty it's not a reason for you not to appreciate your beauty and your qualities because you are awesome because you are awesome you know that in intimacy in relationship when a person is suffering let's say in his mind that his mind is troubled. Even if he will be with the person that he wanted to be the most, he won't be able to, to enjoy this intimacy. Why? Because his mind is not there. But in a different place, when a person will go to such place alone, on his own, and in his wild imaginations, he will imagine that he is now with a partner. He can feel satisfaction. How can that be? Think about it. You are with the person that you dreamt to spend your time with, and you cannot, cannot enjoy that. And now suddenly you're alone with yourself, pleasuring yourself, and you are happy without your partner. But you're going to Imagine that your partner is there. What does it mean about intimacy? It means that it's all an imagination. That's what it means. It means that it's all an act of imagination. Such a strong part in the life of a person is based on imagination. It does not have no solid 
ground, what that is satisfying you is your imagination that you are in a good place now, that you are super lucky now, that you are having something very good right now. That's what that makes you happy. It's not the partner. It's your mind. Therefore, when a person wants to enjoy relationship, he should set his mind free and to re recognize the places that he is lucky, he is good, that he is happy. And then he can elevate himself from his own prisons. We are hurting ourselves tremendously by allowing our low self-esteem set the course of our lives, by allowing our fears to set the route, the, the, the route for our lives. We must set ourselves free from that. And it might be complex to heal. And I, maybe even if I'm gonna talk for several thousands of hours on that topic, people will keep on beating themselves up for being the most beautiful people in the world. The Yetzirah is not happy with their beautiful being. So he's putting all forces of nature to make you feel bad about yourself. Like, how can that be? That if the maker of the universe created you in a certain shape, that you're going to think that other shapes are better than you. Only if you are open to other people's negative opinions telling you which is beautiful and which is not. When 200 years ago, you would be the idol of beauty in the eyes of people who would look at you. And today you look to yourself like a small monster in front of the mirror. Only because people like de defines beauty in a different way today than they were 200 years ago. Beauty is a matter of observation, of, of taste. What that is beautiful to your eyes is not beautiful to my eyes. And what that is beautiful to my eyes is not beautiful to yours. And if you don't see the beauty of yourself, and if you don't see the beauty of creation, you're so poor because you're waiting for someone else to recognize you as, as, as beautiful. So you, your beauty depends in if someone else is seeing you as beautiful or not. Your beauty, like all cows needs to wait that people will say that they're beautiful and they won't be beautiful until people will say that they're, all frogs needs to wait until people will say all, like, no, cows are beautiful as cows. And any animal is beautiful as it is. You don't like it? That's your issue. Those are your eyes. Your eyes does not take and reduce from that creation's beauty. And especially if that creation is so beautiful, doing so many good things, changing so many lives, making so many great things in this world. A person that is downgrading other people he is the one that is ugly because he's taking and carrying his ugliness and attaching it and putting it onto other people's faces all the time. 
judging them and criticizing. Oh, look at that person's nose. Look at that person's eyebrows. Look at that person's weight. Look how fat she is. Look how tall he is. Look how stupid. Look how poor. Look how this. Look how... He is taking his own inner filth and plastering the world with his ugliness. David Amelech, King David, was He had good eyes and he saw good. Do you know what the color of his eyes was? No, no one knows. The verse is saying that he had good eyes, not beautiful eyes. Didn't have enaim yafot. He had enaim tovot. He had good eyes. He saw the good in people. He was going and looking for the good in people. So he had a good sight. He could see the goodness inside of people. That's how we're supposed to be. And if you're still hating yourself, you're so far from seeing goodness in others, you won't be able. Because what that you see in others is the reflection of yourself, like we just said, on that person who is going and spreading his ugliness on others. Which ugliness? He hates himself when he's poor. He hates himself when his nose is that way. He hates himself when he is fat. He is not in peace with himself. He needs to perfect himself all the time and he cannot live with himself when he is as he is. So he needs to change. Me, for an example, I don't need to change. I really don't need to change. I feel so comfortable with myself. I don't have no issues with myself. And not I'm I can be overweight and I'm not training enough and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and I'm like I'm bold. I have massive beard. Come on. That's not sexy. I'm a sweaty Jewish guy who lives in Eretz Israel. A regular person in the world. But I feel comfortable in my own bag. I'm just like okay with myself. I, I don't have time to think about those nonsense. I feel comfortable. I have a few pants. I'm taking one. I have a few shirts. I'm putting one. You have people. It will take them hours they have hundreds of clothings in their closets. They can't go out to the street. The problem is not the clothings. You have the problem that you don't feel comfortable to go out to the street. No, the colors are not matching. Who said that color is supposed to match? Who said so? Some psycho who wants to sell his brands? He decided that colors must match because he came out with the new line of matching colors. Shirts to skirts and socks. That's how he controlled people into that prison that they have to buy all their shoppings from him. That's what he did. And if you're going to ask around, you're going to see that he is the 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 owner of few brands and few stores and, and like he's answered oh no you can buy only the shirts from me 
because the skirts you're going to buy from me in a different store, no problem. He's the owner of 10 different stores around the world, like, and everyone are buying from him and thinking, oh no, me, I'm going to... Imaginations, someone just tricked you. You're not able to feel comfortable with your own t-shirt, with your own skirt, with your own pants. You just like don't feel comfortable with yourself to go barefoot. You need to feel good. And then even if you're overweight, you're so sexy and happy. Like you're just like, you're happy. You're happy. You don't care. You just feel comfortable. And then people will also going to receive that energy. As we said before, when you're going to break out of that circle, out of that loop, people will start interact with you in a different level. You're pulling that energy on yourself. Break it. Set yourself free. Start feeling good with yourself and don't think that someone else needs to uplift you for you to be good. You are good. I hope you got it. Yes, questions and answers. Let's see you brave folks asking questions. I'm in a good mode of answering some questions. Yes. Yes. I found the best Amuna circle. People are like on mute. I'm muting my students. Yes, I'm ready for your question. Shalom Aleichem, good evening. How are you doing? Yes, Peter, how are you doing? Yeah, you need to talk. You just said shalom, no question? I can't hear. You are trying. I can see that. Well, guys, thank you so much for a wonderful um time i hope i'm not being too hard on you i just um, want you to set yourselves free from all kinds of uh, of labor i believe that uh, the redemption really depends on people who will set themselves free from all limitations of physicality if you believe in the maker, you should believe that he can make wonders, wonders. Me, for an example, you want to hear something crazy? I am 100% sure that I'm not going to die. Like, I'm so sure of it. I Like, I, I don't have a doubt about it. Like, there's no way in the world I'm going to die. So, like, happy here. Feel so good. <laughs> I'm here to stay. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself that that's the only way to live forever. Like, how can you live forever if you're always like going to die? It's like, what is the time of redemption? It's the moment, right? 
So you need to cross into that place in your mind that you live eternal life in the moment. And then the moment will not be temporary anymore. It's just going to, you're going to live forever. Uh, yes. Um, uh, are you still like a human being? Oh, yeah, definitely. You, I, I, you want me to tell you my, my embarrassments, like the things I'm, I'm, I'm carrying, like no. my, my back? <laughs> no, I think you did. Ima, don't just ask if I'm still a human being. You want to tell her how human being I am? <laughs> my wife confirms yes he's a human being definitely a late human yeah. being thank you so much everyone for being so friendly Hashem should bless you all in all wonderful great things in your lives and Bezat Hashem will be in touch and we'll talk soon